In retrospect, there was nothing wrong with Graham's prescription for healthy eating. It was a bit ascetic for my taste. Whole wheat bread, fruit, nuts, fresh water, and no spices, meat, sugar, caffeine, or alcohol. But it was probably a reasonable reaction against the country's relentless diet of meat, boiled vegetables, white bread, and booze. The problem was that his vision of better society through better eating made such a neat panacea that he missed the real reason poor New Yorkers died from cholera. Grueling labor conditions, low wages, corrupt government, and profiteering by vendors of clean water. Substitute obesity for cholera, and I'm left wondering, have we come that far since Sylvester Graham? This in turn raises the practical question at the heart of this book. Should we really try to change the world by changing what and how people eat? My Tucson self says yes. My Berkeley self is more skeptical. And yet I wrote this book in a third place, Walla Walla, Washington, where I now teach food politics to smart, eager students at Whitman College. The contemporary alternative food movement has been a force during most of my students' lives, so many of them arrive at college already deeply committed to changing the food system. And Walla Walla itself embodies all the contradictions they will have to grapple with if they are to succeed at that. Tucked into the dry southeastern corner of Washington State, the town is surrounded by miles of wheat, grown by heavily indebted family farmers in vast capital-intensive farms and then exported to Asia by large multinational grain traders at low prices subsidized by the U.S. government, Walla Walla wheat is a river of gold in the global geostrategic food system. Ironically, from my perspective at least, Walla Walla mostly grows soft winter wheat, the wrong wheat for artisanal bread baking. But the foodie in me has other options here. Walla Walla is home to a fast-growing trade in high-end wines, produced in more than 100 local wineries. The wine boom has brought vast amounts of money and tourism to this remote place, remaking the high desert landscape with an Old West Cume Mediterranean aesthetic. It has also brought a new food culture and the alternative food movement. Three community-supported agricultural businesses, grass-fed beef ranchers, artisanal cheesemakers, schoolyard gardens, and restaurants serving local produce. In Walla Walla, I just don't know my farmer and winemaker. They're my neighbors. Still, while the wine boom has, to my mind, brought good food to Walla Walla, it hasn't brought good middle-class jobs, at least not as good as the stable, decent-paying jobs, canning boiled vegetables and bottling mass-produced apple juice, that have all disappeared in recent years. Ironically, good jobs making processed foods that many would disdainfully label bad food have been replaced by low-paid work, serving eaters of good food. From my vantage in Walla Walla, I still believe that changing the food system is imperative, but the history of battles over bread suggests that real change will happen only when well-meaning folks learn to think beyond good food and bad food and the hierarchies of social difference that have long haunted these distinctions.